Money, a podcast network that understands the assignment. The Alive Podcast Network has launched the world's first content distribution app tailored by and for podcasters and listeners of color. Subscribers will enjoy a wide variety of shows ranging from spiritual to comedic to inspirational. Podcasters can house their content and merch in one spot and monetize from a central location. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com coming soon to iOS and Android. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. You can thank me later. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of When Women Speak with Shirley Kay. And I am your host, Shirley King. We're back at it again. And you already know what I'm about to say because we already only do fire on this podcast. Our guest today really is fire. I know I've said it before, but man, the gems that you are going to get and the strategies you're going to get from this guest are going to be some life-changing strategies. Women Speak with, with Shirley K Podcast is sponsored by Life on Power in the brand. What if she knew she was powerful? Our guest today is Georgia, Georgia Bryce Hutchinson. Georgia, can you tell our guests a little bit about yourself? Sure, Shirley. Thank you so much for having me on board today. I'm very happy. Um, always a pleasure being able to impact the message, right? Ooh, so my name is Georgia Bryce Hutchinson, as you said. Um, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and a certified professional life coach based in the beautiful state of Florida. Um, I'm over on the Southwest side. I have a private practice building families according to pattern where I provide individual therapy to those people who are struggling perhaps with uh, maybe some levels of mood disorders such as anxiety or depression, challenges with changes, you know, transition in their lives, uh, maybe struggling with stress issues at work, uh, relationship issues. And then I also provide couples therapy and family therapy for those uh, families and couples that are struggling with, you know, issues centering communication or conflict management. I'm also a corporate mental health consultant and trainer. And so that's an area I've been pushing more into where I go into the corporate setting to provide mental health literacy in an effort to amplify mental health awareness because I think there has been such a serious stigma centering mental health and people getting the support they need. So that's my way of you know educating the public and letting them know that if you need support, we are here psychotherapists are here and we're willing to help those who are looking for support um in my life i mean i mean there are many things that i do which you've come across uh you've been on my 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 post uh, on facebook and so you have an idea of some of the things that i do um i uh, enjoy doing leadership development i enjoy doing personal and professional development and so i have another business called building according to pattern where those um other aspects of my life fall under so I told y'all, this is going, this is really a fire guest, like really, really, really a fire guest. Because she says some key words here and it aligns with what we talk about here. When we talk about amplifying our voices, she talked about building patterns. Like I am really going to ask her to expound on that because we, we've already had a lot of discussions about who we are now is a product of who we were at some point. And then she used, I've never heard mental health literacy y'all yes. when we talk about amplifying our voices there are some things that we do need help for in order for us to find our voice so our voices can be amplified so 
So Georgia is like the perfect guest for when women speak. And let me tell you where I met her. We live in the same vicinity, but I met her at a retreat. So you have to get out of your comfort zone. Yes. If you're going to connect and meet with people who know more than what you know. I've told you before, I don't know what I don't know. You don't know what you don't know. So the only way to do that is to do something different, go somewhere different so you can meet people that have already done it or in the middle of doing it, or they have the expertise, the skill and the experience to help you do it. Georgia, let's get right into this. So are we gonna start with our first one? Georgia, what does it mean for you when you hear the statement, find her voice? You know, that's, that's when I, when I saw that question, I, I said to myself, that was a very loaded question for more mm -hmm. reasons than one, because there's several responses that I could offer. Mm -hmm. But for me, thinking about it from a personal standpoint, when I hear that statement, finding your voice, the first concept that comes to my mind is this idea of self-discovery. Because the reality is we cannot own our voice. We cannot occupy space. We cannot stand in places to assert ourselves until we know who we are. So self-discovery is one of those fundamental experience or journey that everybody, especially since we're talking about women, have to undergo in order to be able to find her voice. Um, and when we talk about self-discovery, what does that look like? It, mm -hmm. it, it, it involves establishing your identity, who you are as a person. I think uh, we struggle for lack of not being clear of who we are because when we don't know who we are, then other people will tell us who we should be. So finding your voice to me involves self-discovery, establishing your identity, clarifying your philosophy, those, those, those thought processes by which you live your life, your values, understanding what your values are. Because again, if you don't know what your values are, how do you speak? on things? How do you assert yourself? How do you represent? That has to be clear. And then exercising autonomy, you know, it's it's taking up space, you know, being the master of your life, not not allowing life to come and box you all over the place and, and circumstances <laughs> to move you, but being able to stand and assert and say, this is who I am. I'm going to be directing the course of my life with the help of other people, of course, but not being tossed to and fro as we realize a lot of people are are at this point struggling with that group thing. We're afraid to, to, to represent, we're afraid to take up space, we're afraid to say, this is who I am. Um, we're afraid to have differing opinions because we wanna go along with the crowd. So having your own sense of autonomy is crucial. And then if you're not clear about what your purpose is, how in God's name do you take up space? <laughs> when I discovered my Ow. purpose, that was when I was able to, that was when I found my voice. How in God's name? It ain't gonna it, happen. This season, this season, guess like now, you guys, listeners, you've heard us talk about in this season a lot: passion versus purpose. Passion versus purpose. Actually, the the last several episodes we've talked about that. It is so key. And Georgia, you said exercise autonomy, and I love how you put it. Do not allow this life. To, to box you up all over the place. Box you all over the place. 
<laughs> because without knowing why you're here, you don't get to really have the really to fully have a passion about who you are. So your passion runs from place to place, which is why you think that your passion is your purpose, because you don't actually know who you are. And you think that I, I can't figure it out. I'm all over the place because you haven't identified what your purpose really is and what was the positive in you that you actually don't have a choice in. You actually don't have a choice in your purpose. God deposited in you when you were born. Yeah. So when you figure that out, it's going to be a fast propeller. It changes everything. Oh, everything. We, we just at the first question and I, Georgia has is exactly what I said she was going to be. Can you hear the excitement in her voice to share this with you too, guests? So do you have your journal and your pens? If you don't, go ahead and get them. You can go ahead and pause this. Go get your journal and your pens and let's go. So Georgia, have you ever, you, you have to have had a voiceless experience in order to find something. Um, so can you share with us a voiceless experience that you've had, wherever that might be, your career, your life, relationships, but sharing in a voice, a voiceless experience allows us to really understand why the find her voice and the purpose really does matter. Absolutely. I think I've had quite a few, but maybe perhaps the most poignant one I could recall is hitting age 30. Uh, thinking I'm at the top of my game, like what people would say, I was I worked as an engineer, so my background for your for your audience, my background is engineering and science until I switched over to the bright side of therapy. <laughs> but, you know, working as an engineer, um, owning my own home, driving a nice car, all of the trappings of what people say success should look like. But coming to the end of myself and hitting a brick wall because I realized I had gotten to a certain zenith of success, but then I was empty I was unfulfilled, I was discontented, and it was almost as though my life started bottoming out. I didn't know who mm. I was, 30 mm. years old, and all of the things that should have defined me um, became irrelevant. And so for me, that represents a voiceless experience. I wanted mm. to die at age 30. You know, I was gonna kill myself, but I was open to the idea of, if death were to come, no, I would be fine because I was saying to myself, well, if this is what success looks like, then I'm there and there's nothing beyond here. Mm. And so that was a very poignant point for me. Um, I didn't know who, what my purpose was. I was I was going through the motion and doing all of those things that society says should equate to success and acquiring stuff. But coming to a point where I was I was lost. I was lost. So that was a voiceless experience for me. And that was the turning point uh, of tapping into that concept of self-discovery and mm -hmm. finding what my purpose is so that now I do have my voice and I know why I have my voice and I know what I need to use my voice for. So that was a very poignant moment in my life. Thank you for sharing that. You said coming to the end of yourself yeah. and hitting a brick wall. There was so that so that how I visualize that I'm a visual person is that you didn't see yourself beyond yourself. You saw nothing else nothing for Georgia else. at that nothing time. Nothing else, nothing else. Everything that defined me up until that point in time was all I could see. And I, I remembered it distinctly. I had started working at an engineering firm mm -hmm. um, in Miami Lakes and three months into my job, I was driving down 826 and I just busted out and I started crying. 
Mm. And I started thinking to myself, I've gone through school and I've acquired this degree and that degree. I just finished with the master's program. And I'm like, I'm in a job that I'm saying, this is what I'm moving towards, becoming mm. an engineering consultant. Mm-hmm. And now I'm there and I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> what am I doing? This is not what I want to do. But I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. You had goals. You said, I was moving toward becoming an engineering consultant. So you had goals. goals. The, the difference was that your goals were not aligned with your purpose. They weren't aligned with purpose because I hadn't discovered that yet. If Georgia did not put a nail in it, what we often talk about here about purpose, about who you are and that your voice lies in who you are, it, 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 the nail is like she's, she just literally put concrete on top of the nail. So having your goals doesn't mean that you're going to feel accomplished or fulfilled exactly. because our life is meant to be fulfilled. If we exactly. can't be fulfilled, we're going to feel empty. And that is when you, as Georgia said, come to the end of yourself and hit a wall. Yeah. And so Georgia, this is where I have a I take a pause here when I as I, as we talk about amplifying our voices, um, defining our voice, and you know, and explaining how we know we have to find our voice. But you know, women are something that's sequential. Like we are the difference from everything. And so this particular pause here is a question. Why should the voices of women and their values even matter? Why should we even be having this conversation about the voices of women and their values? Well, I think by virtue of um, the fact of how we were designed, we were designed to be a source of influence. I think I read a book by Dr. Miles Monroe years ago that says the power of woman. And we've been created by God to be influence, a source of influence. So when you think about it in the concept, in the context of marriage, we influence our husbands. I know a lot of us can attest to the fact that if we're, we've come into our husband's lives and our husband's lives, if you're doing it right, has never been the same because we help to influence, we help to shape, we help to mold, we help, we help not just our husbands, but our children to tap into potential that they don't even know exists. So we have the power of influence. Every great man that you could think of in history who fell, <laughs> why do you think he fell? Under the influence of a woman. So, hey, listen, this is why we have to know our voice. We have to understand why we're here because we have the capacity to influence whether it's for the good or for the bad. And so when we think in terms of values now, it's important that we recognize our values. It's important that we understand our values it's important that we lead from our values because outside of that we could be very dangerous women absolutely you said we shape potential yeah we do we have an inner we have these these inner eyes this inner eyesight where we can see beyond what people see for themselves I, I do believe that and so I'm gonna stay a little bit in values and um, I values are are non-negotiables. That's how I describe values. Yeah. Values are my non-negotiables. So I know really where to go, what to do with my purpose based on my values. So it's not enough to just find my purpose without values. I don't know where to place my purpose um, so that my purpose expands consistently. So my values are my non-negotiable. It's a, it's a part of my roadmap. Can you talk about what your values are for you, Georgia? 
I love the concept of non-negotiables because I do that all the time with my uh, clients. We talk about yeah. those, those, when we talk about values, as you said, it is those non-negotiable um, aspects of our lives that we don't mm -hmm. trade for anything. Mm -hmm. um, for me, uh, my core values, which is, I, which is what I refer to them as, uh, mm -hmm. constitutes uh, integrity. Mm -hmm. um, it constitutes reliability, trustworthiness, mm -hmm. commitment, loyalty, faithfulness. Mm -hmm. um, those things are fundamental to who I am because I really believe unless you're clear about what your values are, mm -hmm. nothing else stands. Nothing else, else is able to, 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 everything becomes concrete in your life when your values are clear. Mm -hmm. Your values are going to be guiding you or should be guiding your decisions. They should be guiding your choices. They should be guiding the relationships you get into. Mm -hmm. They should be guiding the places where you go, the places where you find yourself, whatever you're going to be integrating yourself into. If that's not clear, then it's very difficult to live. It's very difficult to, to maneuver life. It's very difficult to even flow with purpose because you could discover your purpose, right? Mm -hmm. But if your values are not intact, you're not going to be successful at what you've been called to do or what mm, you've been called Absolutely. To do, right? When, absolutely. When think, thinking, thinking even in terms, again, I can only speak of my own self. Mm -hmm. I think once I discover what God placed me on the earth to do, mm -hmm. and I'm actively moving in it, opportunities are presenting themselves. And I have to weigh these opportunities against my value system. Yes. So I recall, I remember somebody had reached out to me probably about two or three years ago on LinkedIn, on, on Facebook, wanting me to partner with her to do um, an, an event. And I had to weigh whether I was going to engage this potential collaboration against my own value system. And I had to respond to her. And I said, as much as I appreciate the opportunity that you're presenting itself, mm -hmm. it goes against what I represent, my value system. So if your value system is not intact, guaranteed you're going to go places where you don't want to go. You're going to align yourselves with people that you do not want to align yourselves with and relationships will never work until values are clear. Relationships will never work until values are clear. Take it from the therapist. <laughs> hey, take it from the therapist. You know, Georgia, I often hear this thing about people grow, you know, within relationships and they talk when they're having difficulty and they're, they're, in their, and I hear, you know, well, well, people grow, so I'm not going to be the same as I was 10 years ago, five years ago, et cetera. And my response is usually, I do grow, but my values don't change. Your values remain resolute if they're core. Yes. Because we could talk about having values, but when you begin asking questions, one of the questions I'll ask is, are you living congruent? Are you one with your values? So do they change? And I think the perfect example that I could use when you think of your values or your core values is a statue. And I'll say to clients, think about the Statue of Liberty. Where is it located? And they'll say, it's located in New York. I said, will you go to find, will you find it in Pennsylvania? No. Will you find it in Miami? No. Wherever they place that Statue of Liberty has been sitting there since the day they put it there. Whether mm -hmm. rain falls, whether sun shines, whether birds pee on it, whether people pee on it, whether <laughs> dogs crap on it, guess what? If you go to New York, the Statue of Liberty is still in the same place. That's what it means to have core values, meaning it's at your core and you don't move. You don't move by circumstances or situation or whatever it is that's going on. This is who I am resolutely. 
I'm going to say it for Georgia. Take it from the therapist. <laughs> so thank you so much for that, Georgia. This is, have been so, this, this discussion has been so um, um, amazing so far. And we still got a little while to go in this discussion. So hang on, audience. Georgia, so we, have, we found our voice. We talked about being voiceless. But you have plenty of these. So I'm just going to ask you to give us and share one of these with us. One of your experiences of leading with your voice. Sure. I think by virtue of what I do every day with my mm -hmm. clients in the therapeutic process, mm -hmm. it is leading with my voice. The reality is I'm using words. When a, when, a, when a client comes to see a therapist, it's words that we're using every day. It's our voice mm -hmm. that we are using to shift the trajectory of their lives. I mean, it's my words that I'm speaking that's either bringing healing or it's bringing a debilitating situation. And mm -hmm. so I, I, every day I believe when I get up and I meet with clients, whether it's individual or couples or families, I am asserting my voice. I am empowering people to evolve from the place of problems or challenges into spaces where possibilities exist and change is a possibility, right? Mm. Um, I use my word to help people to come unhinged from those issues that's holding them hostage and limiting them from becoming the best version of themselves mm -hmm. or capping their potential. So just by virtue of my role as a therapist mm -hmm. or my mm -hmm. life as a therapist, because I'm going to mm -hmm. put it that way, <laughs> my purpose. <laughs> I'm glad you actually said my purpose, because that was actually my next statement to you that, you know, but your role in what you're doing is your purpose. Yeah. So you talked about leading before in engineering, you know, yeah. do, doing that work and you being successful in that work itself. But what's the difference in leading in that area and leading now, Georgia? <laughs> I think I get to be what I love. Um, I think I'm, I'm built for this. That's probably the best way I could put it. I mean, as an engineer, I, I worked, I, I got stuff done. But it wasn't my passion. I was not happy. I was not fulfilled. I wasn't contented. Um, operating in the space that I do know gives me a sense of fulfillment. And I, you know, some, from time to time, clients will say to me, I don't know how you deal with this. Like, how many clients do you see in a week? You see 23 people in a week and they're coming with their problems and they're just dumping all of this stuff on you. And my response, honestly, is that I'm built for it. Um, it doesn't take anything from me. I look forward to getting up in the mornings to have people dump their stuff on me. <laughs> I do. Um, I feel energized by it. And that's how you know when you're operating. Mm. Because you're going to gain energy from what it is that you're doing. It's not going to take from you. It's not going to overwhelm you. I, I enjoy what I do. Um, as an engineer, I, per I believe... In all honesty, the best part of my job was actually interfacing with my clients because that's when the people's skills were able to be more effective and and just the 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 exchange yeah. was where I found life. And so within the context of therapy, I find life in that exchange. I come alive. Mm. I'm so glad that you that you just um um told us about that bridge of engineering and the part of engineering of um talking with your client, yeah, yeah, yeah. not a part of you get the vision and then you get to create whatever that is from it. The part that you actually enjoyed was not the actual, what you do as an engineer, yeah. it was talking to the client. That was a bridge right there on yeah. what you really were meant to do, what you were really built for. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And if anyone is wondering, you just heard that bridge itself, right? So you're doing something that you got all the honors, you got all the letters behind your name, and you're doing it very, very well. But there's probably a part of that thing that you're doing, that part of it that you actually love to do, that's the part of it. Think about how that's a bridge to what your purpose really is. Think about all the things that 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 are aligned with that. That could be what your purchase it purpose is, and that's that bridge to that. Georgia, that was a that 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 was key. Yeah. key, key and I'll key. tell you, just throwing this piece in that um, I'm still very much the quintessential engineer in the therapy room. That hasn't left me. Mm-hmm. Um, I still <laughs> I'm, I'm able to to bring both worlds together, which is very interesting because. The, the thought process of an engineer is ah. opposite to therapy. The therapy therapy is more nebulous, more touchy feely, you yes. know, more intangible. Um, engineering is very black and white, very rational, very logical, right? But but it's a different kind of dynamic in this in this particular space. But I'm able to bring both worlds together, and so I work. I consider myself the engineering therapist. The engineering therapist. Engineering therapist. (laughs) Oh, man. Yes. (laughs) But, Georgia, this is a part of it that I absolutely love because this particular phrase has so many meanings to so many people. But the phrase, leaving with your voice, what does that convey for you? What meaning is that for you? Leaving with your voice. Leaving with your voice. It means to me that I show up in a space, I fill up that space with who I am, very, very clear about who I am. And when I leave, I leave as I am. It means that the environment doesn't change who I am. It means Mm. the experience doesn't alter who I am. Um, And that's why I believe when you ask that first question about what it means to find your voice, this whole concept of self-discovery is so vital. Until you discover who you are, you are subjected to being eroded. You're subjected to being influenced. You're subjected to having parts of you being taken away. But once you're clear about who you are, once you're clear about your identity and your sense of self and that autonomy that I talked about, you are able to show up in any environment, in any space, and still maintain. Yes. And when you leave, yes. you still leave as Shirley K. And you still leave as Georgia B. Patrick, <laughs> make sure that piece here. Make sure. <laughs> my husband hears. <laughs> you show up in the space fully. You fill up the space fully. And you leave as yourself. That was yes. so critical. Yes. You use the key word eroded. And again, this visual part of me is visualizing something erosion and erosion takes place until that thing. It no longer has the key parts of itself until that thing is no longer solid because erosion takes place slowly over time. Erosion is not fast. And, but you don't know that erosion occurred until all of a sudden you go, Oh, this used to be a big statue. It yes, used ma'am. to have features. Now we don't know what the statue is anymore. Absolutely. 
Hey, when women speak with Shirley K. Guest, this was a fire episode. Like it was, it drew on so much when it came to, especially it, it being probably the second to the last episode of this season. It actually literally gave us a foundation for this season that we have been talking about passion and purpose often. And we have been talking about being ourselves, really targeting that in this particular season. So this episode literally, and I didn't know it was going to be so much fire. Yeah, I know I say it all the time. My guests, they are. And we only have those type of guests for you. But this is a go back, record it, save it so you can go back again when you have these questions about this three months, three months later, one year later, two years later. This is this type of episode because the therapist came and bought all the tools in her toolbox with her for this particular episode. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Georgia, thank you so much for being on this episode. I need you to make sure that you give our guests some last words. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, we've been talking at length about this idea of how much our voice is connected to us understanding our purpose and understanding mm -hmm. our sense of identity and living in that space 100%. Mm -hmm. But again, you and I know, surely that only God is able to reveal to us who we are. Only God is able to reveal to us what our design is. Only God is able to reveal to us what we were fully packaged with to come to earth and to serve our generation. So unless you're connected to God in that regard, no person on earth is able to tell you who you are. No other person is able to reveal to you what your purpose is. So you got to get connected to him. Um, it's more than just fire insurance. <laughs> we talk about a relationship with God and people keep thinking we just have a relationship with God because we don't want to go to hell. But if that's all it is, then you're going to be missing out on living fully and so occupying much. fully while you're here on earth. So I'd say you cannot own your voice or lead with your voice until you start living in purpose. That has to be your starting point until you discover who you are. And for me, as I've shared before at the beginning, I could talk of my own experience. The more I get to know him, the more I get to know the source of purpose is the more I get to know myself. So if I'm not engaging a relationship with him, it's virtually impossible for me to walk into a room, being very clear about who I am, filling up our occupying space, and then leaving with my voice being intact. So that has to be your starting point. These last words, your voice is an echo until you live in your purpose. That right there is fire itself. <laughs> like you think you're talking loud, but you know an echo, you only hear the residue of the sound. That's what an echo is. And if you want people to fully hear and see you, then you have to live in your purpose. Otherwise, they're only listening to the residue of your sound. Absolutely. Georgia, that was awesome. Thank now, you, we have a surprise for you. So Georgia happens to have an upcoming masterclass. And you need to know that you should be in the room in that masterclass. Now, Georgia, what I want you to do is first tell us about how we can get into that masterclass in that room, and then tell us how we can reach you, period, Georgia. Go Absolutely. Ahead. All right. So in terms of meeting me, um, depending on what you want me for, <laughs> um, I mean, your, your, your audience is able to connect with me on any number of social media platforms. I'm very active on um, Facebook. I love Facebook. 
um, as you can join me on my business page, which is uh, Georgia Building Families. That's that's uh, my Facebook page. Uh, Building Families According to Pattern is the name of my business, and there's a business page that's associated with it. And then, of course, if people just want to follow me on, on, on my regular page, it's Georgia Bryce. I don't know if I changed the Bryce to Hutchinson. I'm not sure. But just type in Georgia Bryce Hutchinson on Facebook, and you'll find me. I do... I am very prolific on LinkedIn because I do bring a lot of, as I say, the mental health literacy piece and relationship mm-hmm. um, and mental health awareness on LinkedIn. There's a a, a a newsletter that I've been doing since last year. And I believe I have a little bit over, a, uh, probably about 6,000 subscribers at this point. I try to do a bi-weekly newsletter where I take some of the conversations from the therapy room into that space. Again, with the idea of trying to normalize this whole concept of mental health so people are more comfortable with it right mm-hmm. um so i am on linkedin i am on facebook um as far as the event that i have coming up uh i'm i'm, I'm really looking forward to it it's if the title is let's get to the core mapping your path to relationships that work and i was inspired to actually do this because again i do a lot of couples therapy and i do do therapy with individual clients who are sick and tired of trying to get into relationships and they just don't seem to work out either they end up settling in things that they don't want going against their own value system or they keep dating the same person it might be a different face but it is the same store you end up in the same space every time and just these cycles people find themselves in with regards to relationships there are some things that we're doing wrong and i believe this masterclass is designed to help the people who attend recognize just do some introspection as to is it that relationships just suck and i'm not just cut out to be in a relationship or is it that my strategy is not working and i need to upgrade my strategy so for those people it's uh, uh I've, I've reserved 45 spots it's going to be an online webinar um i will be talking but it will be more of a conversation happening because i really want people to be able to come into this space open up and talk about the issues or the challenges that they're dealing with and get some nuggets to help them along the way values is one of those things that we're going to talk about miss shirley because everything rises and falls Make on those that. values so mm-hmm. for those of those who are interested, if you go to relationshipchats.batplc.com. So that's relationshipchats.batplc.com. You're able to register or you could go to Eventbrite, pull up Georgia Bryce Hutchinson. You're going to find the information there um, on the Masterclass that's coming up. It's going to be on May 11th. And we start at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the dot. 45 seats are available. I'm not pushing it beyond that. So if you have some stuff that's going on in the era of relationships and you just want answers, it might not even be intimate relationship. It could be just even toxic environments or friendships that you get into and you keep getting burned. There's a reason why it's not working. Let's find out what it is and let's get it fixed so that you could go on to live the life that you want to live. That's going to be a fire conversation because you just said you just said you're not just going to be talking like you're going to be having discussions. So that will be something. So you can choose really. You know, you hear something when you with those type of workshops and master classes, you get so much more out of because people are sharing who they are in those master classes. And that's one of the reasons why I want to call. I don't want a whole bunch of people showing up. I really want to limit it 
to those 45 people who they're like, you know what? I'm tired and something's got to give. I need answers. Come get answers. <laughs> 45 minutes with the therapist, with Georgia, the therapist. I wouldn't miss it if I was you. This has been another episode of When Women Speak with Shirley K. Sponsored by Life on Power in the brand. What if she knew she was powerful, produced and managed by Build Your Vision Podcast with Cleavon Davis. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. We will talk on next week. Thank you for listening to the When Women Speak Podcast on the Live Podcast Network.